episode of the What's Good Games podcast is brought to you by TakeThis.org. Take This AFK rooms are mental health first aid for conventions worldwide. And without the psychomancers, they'd just be empty space. Since 2014, Take This has been sending psychomancers to conventions worldwide, trained in the art of mental health first aid. Psychomancers create safe, welcoming spaces for people dealing with mental health issues and can help guide people in distress to the help they need. Between training, insuring, flying, lodging, and feeding our psychomancers, Take This spends over tens of thousands of dollars a year to help thousands of people dealing with mental health issues at conventions all over the world. And the psychomancers need your help to keep flying. Visit the Take This Patreon at patreon.com slash takethisorg to learn more about the Psychomancer Project and how you can help bring help, healing, and hope to people around the world. Become a sponsor of the Take This AFK Rooms, staffed with psychomancers, stuffed with hope. Patreon.com slash takethisorg. What's good, everybody? Welcome to your final episode of 2017 of the What's Good Games Podcast. We did it. We We did it. Well, not quite a calendar year, but like... Half a year. December, it's basically half a year. We did it. Technically, it's more than half a year. Over half a year. It is more than half a year. episode 32 of the What's Good Games Podcast. So, um, ladies, it has been an incredible honor. I'm Andrea Renee, joined once again by Alexa Ray. Hey! Christine Steimer. And Brittany Brombacher. In a clutch Legend of Zelda holiday sweater. That is, that is I wonderful. want a Nintendo holiday sweater too. Yes, the Christmas tree that is made up of all of these different Nintendo icons is really, really adorable. I'm Steimer right in a very nice Harry Potter theme. Harry shirt. Potter Black Milk collaboration. And Ooh. I'm wearing my PlayStation Experience exclusive Able Gamer shirt that has the Dual Shocks highlighted in blue on it, which are pretty cool. Um, but ladies. Mm-hmm. This has been a really fantastic year. It has. Oh, we've had a really great time. We launched in May. We've had two separate fan meetups and hopefully more to come in 2018. We had a partnership with Facebook at E3 for the Raise Your Game stage. We um, launched a show on, on Facebook? Facebook Live called Lights Off, and we have another series coming early next year. We've worked with eBay, Match, and Facebook. Yeah. It's and been. We've done a lot of things. For it's been a being really exciting such a year. New baby to the world. We also need to give a shout out to our community. We do indeed. They yeah, are fantastic. It's I'm a, really glad you all are nice. Yeah, it's it's a real. We're all it's very super relieved. fun, and <laughs> we're <laughs> very relieved. <laughs> no buttholes allowed. No, I mean it's a real like uh, I don't know if honors. I think it's honor honored to manage yeah. the social accounts because everyone is so freaking delightful to talk with, and they're so positive and happy and uplifting, and your positive messages are just so good and warm and fuzzy. Thank you. It's thanks true. for being you. And you guys are awesome. Thanks for being here and and with us. Yeah. Because we like you a Aww. lot. Thank you. Um, we've had a fantastic year, and a lot of that also has is due to our Patreon community. 
everyone over at patreon.com slash what's good games, not just the people who are messaging on Twitter and Facebook, but the really dedicated people who have stuck by us and given us honest and constructive feedback, who have cheered us on and who have been with us when, you know, we've had some sad moments. Like you guys have been great. Like it's, we're, I'm very grateful that we have had such a positive community as Brittany was saying. Um, and we don't want to get too sappy and mushy, but because this show is going to go off the rails, but, um, <laughs> let's go. We can cry just again. A, just a big, a big thank you. And we hope you guys are having a great time with your family right now over the holiday and that you have a wonderful and safe, uh, time on New Year's Eve and a happy new year. And we look forward to bringing you more awesome content in 2018. But now let's talk about 27. Without further ado, <laughs> we bring to you. The What's Good Game Awards of 2017. Dun, dun, dun. dun. I missed it. Listen, everybody. I just want to make My a disclaimer milk. up front. This is 100% arbitrary. It's subjective. Does it make sense? No. It's really important. <laughs> but it's really important. So we decided when we were thinking about how do we do our Game of the Year conversation. Mm-hmm. Clearly, we've been talking about <laughs> games that we love and games that we think need to be recognized throughout the last several months of the year. We even did like a Game of the Year so far back in July, right? So that was important. <laughs> However, <laughs> we decided we thought it was only... Oh my gosh. Samer is randomly growling over here. It's no, really I freaking didn't growl. out. I made a Girl. snort. And so here's what, here's the snort while shaking my head. head. It's in Labyrinth when like all the goblins are talking, but like below, um, we are the goblins and, yeah. and, uh, Sarah at the beginning and they, they like look over and then they're like, <gasps> and then they go under the covers and they're like, Oh no, we weren't here. Yes. We are those goblins is basically what we're that. saying. We're Sorry, gob- continue. We're, we're goblins. Um, you're goblins more specifically. Uh, <laughs> that's right. No, that's I said true. it. That's right. 100% true. I did it. Wow. Um, whoa. We not, wanted not to do something a little bit more on brand for us, which means <laughs> it's a little off weird. Awesome. Some rails. crazy categories that you probably never saw coming. You'll that's never that. see it coming. Exactly. Um, so, ladies and gentlemen, I hope that you have a beverage of some kind. Maybe it's of the adult nature. Strap in. Or You'll maybe need it's it. Just water. That's maybe fun you're drinking too. some delicious dessert cocktail as we are right oh my now. My God, it's so good. This is one of one of the best cocktails I've ever had. It tastes like after eights. Those mints. I don't know what after that is. eights. What the hell are the, those? It's, it's okay. It's a chocolate mint. Like it's, that's all it is. Okay. It reminds crazy. me of okay. the peppermint bark cheesecake at Cheesecake Factory, mm. but ground up into oh, liquid. Oh man. Oh yeah. damn it. Sorry, that sounds it's gross. It's so good. That didn't sound good, this but drink it's is good. good. Are you having regrets, Alexa? No, because if I drink a drink right now, I will be tired. It I'm is very late. I'm going to a drink. Um, <laughs> I'm going to take you home with So me. it's going to get weird. It's going to get wacky. It's going to get loud. I want you all to know we have not predetermined winners in these categories. Our plan here is just to talk out games that we like and games that should be recognized ladies do we want to pick winners no. at the end no no let's discuss <laughs> we'll, let's just, just discuss. we can each pick like mine is whatever oh yeah yeah, yeah. that's yeah. fine we don't need like an uh but i'm not even gonna good. try to sell like andrea yeah. on divinity yeah. original sin it's just not gonna happen considering we're also not handing out any like plastic doodads to like companies which i True. hope we do next year next year we can I work on it. plastic doodads we should faces i just want like one of our really the ms paint Yes, I just want one of our like kooky categories sitting in like you in like like 
a company like Ubisoft's glass like foyer, like behind <laughs> the glass foyer. I feel like we Sorry. need to make it like really fancy looking, but there has to be something off about oh, it. Oh yeah, totally. Oh, totally. Like how like from a distance it looks like a fancy award, but then you get Everyone's up close like, and you're that? like, Oh it's a you're like what? Yeah, it's oh, a, it's a dick. Well, not a dick, but you know, yeah. get the sentiment. Yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll figure it okay. out. If you guys have suggestions, let us know. Contact at <laughs> whatsgoodgames.com. Yes, okay. Okay. Without further ado, and in no particular order, <clears throat> I'm just going to pick these at random from this list. Cool. Go for it. Okay. Yeah. And remember the one we just came up with in the kitchen. Oh, we just came up with one? Wait, what? The, the best one. Nights yeah. thing. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. We can start with that one since you just announced it. Sorry, I did. Yes, kinda, Simmer. But I just wanted to make sure to talk about it. Let's do like, it. It's not technically on the list. I like the face you made when you said hard pivot. I know it didn't make any sense and it wasn't correct. <laughs> but I, okay. now we're talking about so it. So the first award in the What's Good Game Awards is the game of the most sleepless nights. So this category is designated for games that grab you, that pull you in, that demand your attention in such a way that you are willing to lose sleep. You're going to miss that morning meeting. Maybe you're going to miss the train. Do you have kids that are not getting fed because you are so involved? You're not getting fed. Basically, yeah. like in this game, it's like taking having a big cup of coffee before bed. Like this game gives you that same effect. Yeah. And then even when your yes, eyes yes. start to hurt and like you can feel your like Everything feel your face dragging down. downwards with the force of gravity, you're like, no, nope. I have to keep going. Stop. I've had to <laughs> no, pee for next. two hours. Can't I have stop, to keep going. Stop. I'll get up next time. I did kegels. I can survive this. The only thing that will stop you is your <laughs> controller running out of batteries. Yeah, pretty much. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Which actually happened to me. All right. So what is the most <laughs> sleep? List nights you've had with a video game this year, Brittany Brombacher. Divinity Original Sin Two. There were many nights I was up till four or five in the morning playing. Wow. Jason and I were up till four or five in the morning playing, um, just because you just get absolutely lost in that gameplay. And the battles alone would sometimes take up to an hour, depending on how strategic you had to get. Because we played on the tactician, which I believe is the most difficult difficulty. So um, battles you'd have to restart dozens of times over until you get it just right. And uh, the game's designed so you can do that. And yeah, they would last up to an hour, four or five in the morning. It was a normal thing in our household. Four or five in the morning. Yep. I we were watching oh. the sunrise. Oh yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It's true. That is a wow. Thank because you, Larian. Studios, even you're when, fantastic. When my sleep schedule gets messed up, I usually my max is like two thirty <sighs> in the morning, and then I crap out completely, <laughs> and I'm like, "What time for passing out?" Well, See, no, granted, we're both self-employed, so we are our own bosses, but we would still wake up around like eight. You know, eight thirty. It was still very brutal. See, if I'm up past three, that's it. I'm up all night. I'm 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 up all night, and then I just chug a cup of coffee and just like shuffle into the office, looking like the crypt keeper. That's it. <laughs> that's it. After three a.m., it's I'm up. That's you it. Put your hair in a bun. You throw on some glasses, and you call it a day. That's literally what I do. Stand Have me? you been creeping on me? Yes. <laughs> I'm just am you. I just a couple years older. Oh, jeez. <gasps> this is what I have to look forward to. Yay. Anyway, it's your turn so now. <laughs> my the only this is the reason why I came up with this category is because I wanted to talk about this game in this way. And Horizon Zero Dawn. I know we talk about it all the time and how amazing it is. We still need like a theme song to play but, when everyone talks about this game. Okay. Oh my god! I also thought of the Jurassic Park theme. <gasps> my mouth. I told you. I'm you. <laughs> In the future. Um, oh so my God. The, the Horizon is literally, and there were so many good games that came out this year, but Horizon was the I'm only I'm making this spreadsheet to keep track of all this. And do, if you think I'm doing something, I'm trying to. That's okay. Don't get distracted. That's okay. 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 
I just uh, try to drink my water with a cap on. This is going to be a great <laughs> night. Oh, my Continue. God. Everyone's a disaster. Um, Horizon is the only one that messed up my sleep schedule really badly. It's the only one where I was like, I just, like you were saying, like, you just had to keep going. And the only reason I stopped was because it was like, your controller is dead. I'm like, well, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And this is the only controller I have. I didn't have multiple controllers. So you got to plug it in, put it in sleep mode and go to bed. Um, but even other games like Mass Effect came out, didn't lose much sleep over it. Uh, Persona, again, didn't play that until the wee hours of the morning. The Horizon's the only one that just grabbed my attention and was like, you must play me to completion now. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I also picked Horizon. We had this conversation. Uh, it's just like, for me, it was, I'd complete a quest and then I'd be like, I'll go to bed now. Oh, but there's a thing over there. I want to go see it. And then I'd do the thing and then I'd be like, well, I can totally bang out one more quest point. And then it just turned into, to, to hour after hour. And I'm also, I'm playing with my, with my, uh, my boyfriend. So we hand off the controller and we play together. And just as like one of us is like maybe starting to fall asleep, something will happen and it's like, blah. And then like we'll pass the controller and then like the same thing happens. And it's just been, uh, I discovered Horizon late in the year. Yeah. So I'm like close to finishing, but it is very captivating. Yeah, it is. I do love that game, as everybody who's watched the show knows. I've talked about that game a lot, but there was a game that took way more of my attention this year than that game did, and that game was Paragon. Okay. So Now, what's interesting about me bringing this up is that in the back half of the year, post-V42, this crazy update that they did like around late August – um, I haven't been playing the game as much. In fact, I've been playing very little because we had a very busy September, October, November filled with so many other games that we had to play to, you know, provide you guys with the best content possible. You can't listen to me talk about Paragon every week, um, especially since there's a lot of you who have never played it. Um, but this is a game that really captured my attention in a way that hasn't since, I think, yeah, year one of Destiny which now was like what 2014. Yeah. So like, it's been it's been a really great year. Obviously like it came out last year and there's been a lot happening in the game and um they've made a lot of improvements but when they did like the big monolith update um it really changed the gameplay in a really fun and meaningful way and I just had so much fun with that game. I think what really kind of kept me playing into the wee hours of the morning was that like you could not play a match that lasted less than 30 minutes. Especially if you were playing PvP, a lot of those matches would go for like a full 60 minutes or more. And then if you didn't win, you were kind of left with this, I don't want to go out on a loss like that. I have to play one more, just one more. And before you knew it, like, and when you're playing hour-long matches, like the time quickly runs away from you. Yes. Um, And I really loved how that game made MOBAs accessible to me, how I really loved the objective-based gameplay mixed with this third-person combat mechanic, whether it be shooting or melee, and these really interesting character designs. Now, does that game have some problems? Of course it does. Um, but that doesn't mean I didn't have a lot of fun playing it. And it's one of the few games that really brought me back to online multiplayer and keeps me really engaged in online multiplayer when I know that a lot of people who listen to the show aren't necessarily big fans of PvP. Um, and that was one of the games that really brought out the competitive nature and the competitive spirit in me. Um, so I really, really love that game. So Sleepless Nights with uh, with Paragon, Paragon from Epic Games. 
Um, I have the Jurassic Park theme stuck in my head. Yep. Sorry. But not the actual theme. I have the Melodica cover stuck in my head. Amazing. You looked Um, at me like you didn't know what that was, Brittany. All right. We're going to have a talk later. Okay. The next category (laughs) in the What's Good Game Awards is Best Villain. So there are a lot of villains in the world of video games. But some are better than the rest. Some have great art. Some have great voices. Some have great gameplay. Some have the best boss fight you've ever fucking played. And we're going to discuss those best villains of 2017 right now. Oh, boy. Go, Alexa. No. Pick me last. What? No. Really? I'm like going to say... I, I feel like you might, you and I might have the same one. Well, I'm going to pick, even though like everyone out there is going to be like, but why, Alexa? I'm going to pick... Because there was DLC Arden that's from Final Fantasy too. 15. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, voiced by the, I think a part of it for me is definitely the performance. Sure. He's got a lot of physicality and he's very theatrical and very Shakespearean and he is voiced by the, um, incomparable Darren DePaul, who you may all know as Reinhardt from Overwatch. Um, oh, he seemed like a nice fellow. I saw him at the BlizzCons. Yeah. Yeah. But his, his performance is just incredible. And I know like we, we, <laughs> Someone burped. That that wasn't a burp. My throat was gurgling. I don't know what that was. I heard that, though. The mic picked that up. No, dude. I'm sorry. That was not a burp. It's this drink Andrea made. I don't know what it was. There's something living in here that's, like, infecting my body. Wait, what? (laughs) I don't know. I had a drink. Mom? Like, has your throat ever, like, gurgled before? Yes, of course it has. But don't blame it on my delicious drink. If I had not drink that, I would have the gurgling going on. Be one with your body. Listen to it. Listen listen to your body. (laughs) Okay. Arden. But yeah, no, he's like super charismatic and his, I think his, his boss fights and then like, I mean, this is the game of the year. Like we're going to be talking about all these games, but the boss fight against him in episode Ignis is really excellent and really well designed. Um, and he's just really interesting. And also he's like this fancy guy in a big scarf that drives like, drives like a little beat up convertible yeah and is just like super weird and kooky and what i like about him too is i think a good villain is someone i think we've talked about this before in the show where it's like you can kind of understand where they're coming from oh he has a very legitimate reason and i know in episode ignis i have not played it at the time of this recording you said like holy crap you learned yeah even without have playing episode ignis it's like i'm like bro i am sorry your life has sucked i never realized how sad your life was and i now i kind of understand why you feel this way and the whole time you know, you think he's, you know, you know, something's a little off about him, but he's right. helped, presumably helping, o- knock, I must call him Octus, Noctis, Noctis, <laughs> Noctis oh my and God. his friends, but you learn toward the end, like, he has motivation for doing that, and it's very yeah. sick and twisted, but understandable. Yeah, well, I'm like two, like two bad decisions away from like becoming an Arden, so like, I feel for that guy. Yeah, damn. I feel for that guy. So yeah, I will pick Arden. Okay, Simer, have you thought of anyone? Because I have somebody. Go for it because, like, yeah, I think everyone was relatively unremarkable this year. Okay, you know who? Someone that wasn't unremarkable, someone that was sadistic and vicious and really like, oh, I think I know you're going crafted. for. Okay, Frau Engel yep. yep. in Wolfenstein Two: yes. The New Colossus. Ooh. So this mm. woman is a carryover from a character that was introduced in the New Order, or uh, Wolfenstein, when it was released originally. And she is a sick fuck. I'm just going to say it. 100%. Let's not mince words. She is brutal and vicious. And she has this air about her and the way that she's played. It's almost like she's got this like whimsy to her voice. But she's just so 
devilish and so evil in a way. Like she's got like a black, cold heart. And in such a way that like there's no level of violence that's too violent Ooh. for her. Oh no. She And that game yeah. goes to some incredibly dark places. Um things that would be shocking if it wasn't a game about killing Nazis in a very over the top way. And so when I think about some of the most evil villains like in video games, when you got a guy like Bowser who's a villain, nope. like he's okay, like Bowser, Bowser is a villain. Yeah. Like quotes. Let's be real like, here. Yeah. He's an anti-hero. Crazy. At best. There was just a moment. I remember a moment in, in Wolfenstein 2 when I'm not going to spoil if you haven't played, please play. This mm-hmm. game is amazing. It's really, really good. Um, where there's this like really severe act of violence that I didn't see coming that I would like, it almost took my breath away when it happened. I was like, they're not going to go through with it. It's not going to happen. This is, there's going to be some way that they're going to like turn it around. And then when it happened, I was like, wow, they went there. They did it. And she was like the committer of that act of violence. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you know, like some of the things that she says and like the dialogue, it's like, it's so rare that we get such a amazingly, deliciously evil villain. Totally. So like, there's nothing redeemable about her whatsoever. Oh, no, no, no. And that's kind of what makes her such a great villain. I think Ooh. I remember reading an article about the, the voice actor, the, the actress who plays her. And she was talking about how, cause in, in certain scenes, she does use sexuality a little bit and, and like, it's it's like sort of a weird twisted way, right? Like she, yeah. the way she will put a gun in your mouth at some point or whatever. Mm-hmm, you know, like mm-hmm. the way she plays with you. And I and I reading the interview, she was like, "This is just a thing that happened. Like people, that's how people in power and we kind of see it this year. Um, like <laughs> can tend to be is like I'm going to just do this because I know I can, and like this is me exerting my power over you. And right. so I thought that was fascinating, and I. When, when you started to like, someone who's unremarkable, she immediately popped in my head. I was like, oh shit, you're totally right. And I knew, yes, yeah. I agree. She was that was, badass. Yeah, I know what scene you're talking totally. about. Yeah. And I, holy shit, it's so loud. And I didn't really shit, but I yelled holy shit so loud. I remember because that game I said holy shit a lot in. That was a very, uh, it's a holy shit game. It, it's it a very a holy, holy shit, game. shit game. Most holy shit game. Wolfenstein 2. Like they, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I have more moments to talk about. So is that who you're going with, Steimer? Yes, 100%. Okay, cool. So we got a draw there. A draw. So far. And now we agreed at the top of this, we weren't necessarily going to pick winners. But if there's a game that has multiple <laughs> votes, you know, I'm not Clearly. saying it's a clear winner, but I mean, I mean but just like, math, you guys. <laughs> um, next That's category. Different. Yeah. And the What's Good Games Awards. Best Fictional World. There are a lot of fantasies that happened in 2017 um, from a hand-drawn 1920s flapper art style of Kephead to maybe, you know, the fictional post-apocalypse of Horizon Zero Dawn. Or maybe you were more into, you know, the teenage drama that happened in Persona 5. You know, there's a lot of worlds that happened. Ladies, was there a world that stuck out to you as the best fictional world this year? I'm gonna not be, not gonna be original. Uh, Divinity Original Sin 2, Rivalon is the world. And what I really liked about Divinity Original Sin 2 over the first one, I love the first one, was the amount of lore and story, uh, the depth of it in this game. And if you play the game, you know, you, you get the story through the narrative. It's one of those games where you can ask all the questions you want and get the unnecessary information, but it really does the world building. And there's tons of like books and other things you can pick up as you go. Um, 
the game just came out that long ago, so I'm not going to talk about it and spoil it because I know there are a lot of people who are playing it because I talk about it so much. But um, the story Larian built and has built upon based off of the last few installments is just really well done. Oh, okay. You looking at me? Yes. You looking at me? Yes. Okay. Yes. I mean, for me, it's, it's difficult because I, for me, I'm torn between Persona and Horizon. Um, because I loved the world of Horizon. I love the idea of it. And having finished the story, I love where it, where it came from and like robo dinos. Like, come on. Pretty of cool. course. Like, who doesn't want that in their life a little bit? Um, but then on the other end, I found Persona really fascinating, especially the dungeons mm-hmm. and the fragments of these people's personalities and the way that they were designed. Um, and I think it's just, it's a really interesting sort of psychological take on, on real people and like how, how awful they can be sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. So I don't know. I'm, I'm having, a, I'm having an issue with picking. Okay. Anyway, like, do you guys have thoughts on other things? Well, I also, yes. I also have a lot of, um, love for the world of Horizon Zero Dawn as far as like a world creation. I mean, part of me instinctually is like, well, the best open world really was Assassin's Creed Origins, but so much of that was based on historical information, yeah. in which I love it for. And I love how the attention to detail Ubisoft has put into that game. However, when you're talking about fictional worlds, like worlds created from somebody's imagination and written originally for a video game. I mean, to me, the world of horizon is fantastical because it really created this concept, you know, with this overlord robotics company bringing into the idea of what project zero dawn actually is and how the narrative really ties into the world you experience and how it really unfolds. To me, like that is one of the most original worlds I've ever experienced in a game. And it was so well executed from an artistic standpoint. And that a narrative, like they actually made, they yeah. made it work. I wasn't sure because I hate video game endings. And that was one of the few video game endings where I felt okay at the end. I was like, what? Oh, you like, you answered questions instead of yeah, asking It was more. very satisfying. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alexa Ray. I'm also going to go with Horizon because there is so much, like as I've been playing that game, there is so much science and like shit and like yeah, i can't really the amount of of research that went into making sure there were no weird loopholes and the amount of just like writing and refining and checking and whatever that was able to create that kind of believable scientific like stuff mm-hmm. like i have to hand it to the team at gorilla that had to be a ton of work and i've never seen something like that in a game before something 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 that closed something with with a narrative that was steeped in like real world rules that closed its own loop without like tripping over itself yes yep yeah okay yeah after hearing you two talk (laughs) i'm gonna make you pick first on one of these timer i said horizon i'm picking okay like because yeah as a parent i'm like yeah yeah you're right this is very right. Okay. The next award in the What's Good Game Awards. Best Waifu oh boy. of Video Games 2017. Mm. See, this one, okay. I have a doesn't have right to down. be an actual wife, by the way. It yeah, can be, can be, can be really any cool female ladies. character. 
These so, are like best dude, best lady, like basically. Best Hispano and best yeah, yeah, no, no. It's funny because one of them is Sarah Ryder from Mass Effect Andromeda. But then again, I got to choose her choices. And so I felt like really connected to her because of that. And then there was my uh, tank and divinity original sin to name Arm Garter Trot. So you ask. just love yourself. I love myself. And I knew that was the reaction I was going to get, which is why I prefaced it the way I did, Steimer. I really liked Chloe in the Lost Legacy. I really liked how badass she was and how like... I do love Chloe. Yeah, you love Chloe too. We've yeah. talked about Chloe. So I would choose her. I just like how she's like no Chloe Fraser. Not yes. afraid to say what she wants, do what she wants. Fraser! 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 She's dead because I fucked it up. I Fraser, missed no. the jump. Yeah, I missed the jump and died. A horrible death. <laughs> Chloe, that happened no. to me a lot. I was climbing towers and then it was just the, my the next The whole broken. game, I just kept yelling it out. I was just Fraser. like, Fraser. Nadine's voice, Laura Beth. Fraser! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, so good. So good. Very good. really good. Yeah. Um, I also, I also pick Chloe. I've been waiting for her to return to that, to that series forever and ever and ever and ever. And she's just like sassy and cool and mm-hmm. will go on adventures with you and is like sexy and fun and just like, who wouldn't want to, who wouldn't want to wife her? She's voiced by Claudia Black, who has like the sexy, smoky voice. Morgan. Girl, yeah. Wait, Simon, is that who you're going with as well? We're gonna, we're gonna sweep the house with Chloe Fraser. Unless you pick someone else. I'm not picking Chloe for now. <laughs> or, well, you, you know what? Three out of four ain't bad. I'm not going to pick Aloy. Ooh. Um, so here's the thing. I love Aloy as a character. I really do. But we're I would feel weird about... wifeing her because she's like so young and innocent. And... Yeah. yeah. She's and she's a, a murderer also. Right. She's also not really interested in anybody who's coming on to her. Yeah. Like, people will like make, like say things that are flirting. She's like, oh, okay. That's true. That's really true. That's, that. Okay. Well, they don't ever really put her in any kind of situations, though, where she gets to show that side of her. She's no, too busy murdering fools to are, be in a relationship. There are definite moments That's where true. people are, like, slightly flirty, and she's kind of... Yeah, she is very, like, meh. She's like, meh. She doesn't, she doesn't really engage. Um, I am going to pick... Aya as waifu. Ooh. She is a good waifu. She's an actual waifu. She's an actual waifu, <laughs> but... Um, I'm going to try to keep this as vague as I can so it's not spoilery. Um, but like some things happen in the back half of that game that I have a lot of respect for for her as a character and the choices that the writers took with her in the sense that she makes a decision that's the best decision for her as a person and not necessarily the best decision for the relationship, right? Like... And maybe not the best decision, you know, for the narrative of the game. Like, because realistically, what happens to her as a character, I probably wouldn't have chosen. And when I found out, I was kind of like, when I first, you know, grappled with what was happening, I was like, I don't know how I feel about this. I'm kind of like, has, has anybody gotten as far no. in the game as no. what I'm talking about? You don't know what I'm talking about. No. So something happens. Um, I just met her in And Alexandria. it's like... I'm still like a little conflicted, but I think the reason why I love it is because she's showing her independence as a female character in an era, in a time of humanity, in of our culture where like females weren't allowed to have independence in a variety of fashions. And like so few video games take that risk of really like, and it doesn't feel anachronistic in that way, you know, because sometimes it can feel like out of place in these fantasy worlds and they, so much of what they've done in that game is true to its historical roots. 
and it feels like it could work here, especially like in an era of Cleopatra and this woman who's risen to power um, and is essentially like a female pharaoh. Um, and she just is like so strong in the face of having to go through, you know, some really tough stuff that I really like dig that about her. Nice. I mean, and she's cute to boot, so there's cute that. Cute to boot. I haven't heard that in a long time. She's got um, some rock and coal liner. So I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with her. Um, though I do like Chloe a lot as a character. I really do. I think she's, I think she's great, but I'm gonna buck the trend here. That's but. good. No, it's good. <clears throat> Give us a perspective we don't necessarily have yet. And <laughs> uh, if you, and I do hope you guys make it to the end of Assassin's Creed Origins because I really do I've had such a one wonderful time with that game this year. Yeah, I think I'm going to just try and ignore a lot of the side stuff as best I can because it just gets overwhelming. A lot. Well, you're going to have to do a lot of it to get well, up to, to the get power up to level, the level you need to be, but, yeah. like, but okay. Um, so if we're talking about best waifus, we better talk about best husbandos. 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 Obviously, this has been a recurring theme with What's Good Games over the course of 2017. <laughs> it, was a to- it was a total accident, too. I mean, this is your fault. 100%. Mine, but yeah. yeah. But it's also your fault too. I mean, I just pronounced it wrong. So Alexa, you should start. I'm picking Husbando. I'm picking Prince Aidan from The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild because he believes in you no matter <laughs> oh <my> what. <laughs> he will always I mean, believe yeah. in you. That's he will always choice. believe in you. I'm going to say Jal from Mass Effect Andromeda. He was so sweet and I feel like he would do anything to make Ryder happy, even though he, he looks a little odd. But it's, it's but without <laughs> If no. Alexa can pick a fish, I can pick an. His head is a shark, basically. I'm like, sorry. Shark I mean, man. They're both weird alien Excuse creatures. Jaws Whoa! Is very okay, hold on. Chest. Stop. The Zoras are not an alien. They are an aquatic, amphibious so wait, species. Wait, wait. Why were you giving Andrea so much crap about her wanting to be a seal when you want to make me like a man Thank shark? Thank you, Brittany. You know what? Sharks eat seals. Yeah, sharks eat seals. <laughs> so what? It's still also it lives in the water. Also, he's yeah, not. But he doesn't go full shark. He doesn't go full shark. He is full a humanoid shark. creature. Excuse me, Doctor Sean Shongley is an actual human. Okay, he's a, he has full human form. But when he wants to be a seal, he doesn't turn into half a seal like a fucking mer seal. He goes full seal. So, <laughs> would you rather have half seal, half fish man, half bear, half, half seal, half, half fish, half man? Half That's three half halves, half Andrew. No, I mean half man, half bear, half pig. Never mind. Sidon's like a humanoid fish. Kid. He's a Zora. Yes, I know he has an actual name. Yes. He believes in me. That's all that matters. I mean, I was actually thinking about going with with Jaw as well, only because like he is a man that wears his heart on his sleeve. Wait, are you thinking or are you committing? I'm not. Well, here's the other one that we've talked about before on the show is Bayek. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. He is good with kids Bayek. because he's like he's just a, seems. Granted, I haven't played as far obviously as you mm-hmm. have, but seems like a genuinely good dude, oh, genuinely yeah. good person. Somebody that can who kill some fools would be a good life partner and is sexy to boot. So. Mm-hmm. Not a bad pick either way. Either you have an actual human you can fuck, or you can go with weird alien man that I'm still not sure of the anatomy. So of. I think you've made your choice. Jaw human. <laughs> <laughs> Why is everyone laughing? Jaw because because I say the thing that's opposite of what she said because she's like you'd go with Jaw and I'm like human and she's like, so what are you um, picking, Steimer? Don't let me down, Steimer. Oh no. Oh. Don't pressure her. Wow. I'm not. I'm just saying things. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, only because I saw the entirety of Joel's romance would I pick Joel because I don't know enough about Bayek yet. Bayek. Bayek. His name is Bayek. No, it's Bayek. It's not Bayek. Bayek. No, it's because it's a play on words of Bay. Oh, uh, y'all! Get, I get it. Get your shit together. Well, at least Simon. Here's the thing: if you're gonna do, that, you gotta go Bayek. No. Yes. Yes. His no. name is Bayek. Yes. His name oh, is no, Bayek. But you say it Bayek because it's like you have to make the joke more obvious. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> What's good comedy? <laughs> oh my god. She's she better at the joke. Jesus. Who are you going with, my garbage darling, dearest Andrea? All right. Listen. I liked Jaw as a character. There is no way in any universe that he is he is husbando of the year. But he's so sweet. In my no, universe, he listen, is. no. Let, let's talk about this. Let's talk about how like he was super standoffish. He was still one hundred percent committed alien. to his race. Your husbando can be a, can be a giant dick. It's fine. I mean, it's up like, to you. listen. All I'm saying is for me, my husbando don't treat me like that. Okay. Who is it? So is it? Okay. So my husbando is Bayek. Yeah, you, you did it. <laughs> oh my god. I did it for you, Steimer. Yeah, Listen, girl. obviously Thanks I talked girl. about how cool I just, Aya was as a character. I got another Fitbit notification. Your heart rate is elevated. <laughs> and it and it and it kicked in my it's maybe you should meditate. Quiet the mind. And I'm like, nope, those <laughs> no. bands are time. <laughs> Man, my Fitbit is just all sorts of uh, betraying me. Um I think that Bayek is one of the best assassin's creed characters we ever gotten argue agreed arguably my favorite assassin um which is which is a tough thing for me to say because i really 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 love Ezio as a character and think that you know the arc that they had with him was really great um but it's so rare that we get to see this uh, uh, somebody who is like a stone cold killer and who really like is proficient at just murdering people but also showing like this very human side with this kindness and like and like i had mentioned this earlier when i played this game earlier in the year that what i really found fascinating was how he has these repeated interactions with children throughout the world that really show his nurturing side and how he'll go out of his way to like help a pregnant woman do this menial task because she can't do it herself or to like take care of kids who have been abandoned or to like avenge, you know, whoever lost their child to, you know, these echelons of the order or whatever. And that to me is something that is is a theme that you haven't really explored in Assassin's Creed very much. This idea of family and how family kind of interacts into this world and how you could have somebody who does commit these horrible acts of violence but also has this like justific or juxtaposition. That's the word I'm looking for of of this like tender side. And that to me is, makes him incredibly exciting as a character and as a husbando. Totally. That's I think fair. if I played more, I would probably end up picking him as well. Yeah. Stammer, you goddamn traitor. I'm, no, um, I'm just being, I'm being <laughs> honest because I understand. I'm pre- no, presenting better arguments. I understand me. the point that Andrew I'm trying makes, to keep this podcast that, under 90 minutes, Andrew. I know, okay? we're at 40 minutes. We gotta go. God, we damn, gotta girl. go. We all talk for five <laughs> seconds, so you can talk for 50. It's fine. Oh, wow. shit. <laughs> really? Oh. Really? It's What's like good that? shade? Your face is so red right now, Brittany. <gasps> I was holding my breath, going, oh. Oh, my God. Okay. You guys, don't okay. turn this into a big deal. It's out okay. of love. Okay, 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 fine. But to be fair, I just want to go back. Let's, no, we got to move it right along, Shit, Steimer. God damn it, fine. 
Next category. Best friendship. Not oh, Brittany. God. Not this one. Oh not my any God. of the ones on this couch. <laughs> you ladies. Quit it. <sighs> okay. Uh, but real talk. Best friendship. Uh, not just an Ignis. Friends forever. I, I think. Yeah. Not just an Ignis. Yeah. I don't they haven't played that yet. Hmm. Friends forever. They love each other. You'll see why. Okay, That's no it. That's all I have to say. This you. Oh, she hit balls. I am going to pick Mario and Cappy from Super They're not Mario friends. <laughs> They're not friends. They're not friends. <laughs> they, they hang out together all the time. It's they a make symbiotic, a parasitic a relationship. Joint, joint As Cappy joint animates Mario's shambling corpse across the world. <laughs> I'm so picking it. Super Mario Odyssey. Mario and Cappy. <laughs> he possesses people, Andrea. Okay. He possesses it, people. Maybe they just have a different type of friendship. It's okay. Is it too early to say Chloe and Rachel? Chloe no, because we're only two episodes into this. Oh, oh, no, oh, we're, oh, oh, we're oh. three. We're three now. Please. I don't think that's too early. For whatever reason, my head went to Uncharted. I was like, did you just call Nadine Rachel? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? So you're going with Chloe and Rachel? I think I'm going with Chloe and Rachel. Cool. They do have from life is strange yeah. before the storm. Yes. I don't know if that's Steimer. a good friendship. Um, I'm gonna go. I can't. I can't pick. I think maybe like Ryuji and and you in Persona. That's a good one. Mm. I Persona Five. They're really good they're friends. Like, they're like bros. They're bros. Even though I find him hella annoying, and he's just like, "Where are the Phantom Thieves?" And you're like, "Oh my god, shut up, dude! What are you doing?" No, Ryuji like good really old middle one. He. He has a good heart and he wants to help and is very enthusiastic throughout the throughout the game. So he's like, just a little immature. Yes. Yeah. He, he's all about the boastful. Wait. Boastful. So what are their names again? Ryuji and you. Why you? Y-U. Pers- like your player character. Ryuji. R y u j i. R y u j. It's Japanese. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I know it's Japanese. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Next category. Best musical moment. <laughs> uh, you'll never see it coming. Yeah, I have to I, go with that too because yeah. that's been like the year, like the theme of the year. I mean, just going into battle with anything that happens in Persona, to be honest, they always have spot that on jazz music. music. The thing that whenever it kicks in, is there a specific moment you're talking about? The battle music when you'll never see it coming hits. Like or the last. So every time a battle, every time you battle, starts as the best musical moment. I'm just trying to clarify. Yes, yeah. Okay, it's so good and it's like stylish and cool and it's like yeah. But I would walk on the treadmill while I played Persona Five, and when I would get in a battle, I would walk too fast that I would like hit the top of my treadmill because I was like amped up from music. You didn't see it coming. I did not see it coming. No. Um. So are you all going with this? Yes. Okay. I'm going to buck a trend here, as always, because you didn't play Persona. Yes. Didn't never play played that game. Also, also, I after hearing you play that song, I still wouldn't like that song. Oh. Um Wow. Go ahead. Be mad at me. No. Um I'm gonna pick something that you're I gonna probably think is a little underwhelming, but was one of the only redeeming moments of this game for me. Wow. The cooking music in Breath of the ah! Wild. <laughs> Yes! <laughs> you guys, I fucking the little love jingle thing? I, I fucking love the cooking music oh in Breath God. of the Wild. There's so a lot of mechanics in that game that I felt were really underwhelming. One of my favorite things to do in that game, it's so simple, is cooking. And like it gets a little tedious sometimes when you have to make specific things either to sell or to go to 
It's exactly, and then when you make something extra special and, and it has like the, yeah. the extra twill at the end. Yep. I actually like, it was oh, to me, it was like, yes. That's it. And then there was the failure. The failure. Oh, the, the, the animal animal thing. You broke every pot in the kitchen. <laughs> That to me was a really don't ask fun, me why I had that, that on my to me phone. Was a really fun musical moment that like it wasn't like this big bombastic boss fight, but it was just like this little thing that was like so identifiable. And every time you went to go cook something, you could like you knew that this thing with this jingle was going to play, and that's why I'm picking it. That's good. Um, that's a super moment. cute moment. It is. Cook some apples, girl. Cook them apples. Yeah, bake all those bake damn all apples. apples. Okay, next category: spicy beef. Slow, slow spicy beef, all those things. I love slow spicy beef. Slow spicy beef. <laughs> I don't think that's one, but never no. mind. Best horsey. Horsey! horsey oh my god. Alright, Alexa, you have to take this category. Okay, yes. the, this, by the way, all these categories spawn from me being a totally stupid head and being like, let's have a best horsey category. I love my abyssal horse that I went and I purchased for Assassin's Creed Origins mm. after we had that discussion. I love my abyssal horse because he comes when I call him. Unlike my freaking Breath of the Wild horse, every time I call them, it's like Horsey didn't hear your call, and I'm like Horsey. Horsey. I, I named I named it Horsey. He's I named hearing aid. I named all my horses Horsey, and then when I get another one, I just put another Y at the end. So Horsey. my last horse is Horsey. <laughs> but it's like awful. I can see them on the map, and they don't come. Abyssal horse comes when you call him. Is on fire. Looks badass. Abyssal horse. Best Horsey 2017. I mean, I was going to vote for that. Never mind. I was going to make a joke, but it's fine. I'll make the joke later. make a joke. Um, I was going to say I was going to vote for that for best DLC. <laughs> oh. Oh. But it's not that good of a joke. Anyways. Uh, Abyssal Horse. <laughs> sweeping the awards. Yeah. Abyssal Horse. <laughs> motherfuckers. <laughs> you know, I was... Uh, I would say Abyssal Horse, but I don't own Abyssal Horse. So I'm going to have to go with the DLC horse in Assassin's Creed I do have, which is named Fangs. Oh, Fangs is great. Fangs and I have been hanging out a long time. I did just put him out to pasture, though, for Abyssal Steed. But, you know, Abyssal I mean, Horse. For horses on fire, I think Fangs would understand. Yeah. He would. Like, if I, I would just. Also, his name is Abyssal Horse. I mean. Abyssal Steed. Abyssal Steed. Abyssal, Steed. Abyssal but, Horsey. Um, I didn't experience many horses during my travels this year. In Not even in Divinity. What about Zelda horses? So those yeah, are, but those, those horses are, are like bullshit, and you should. You're really better off walking. It's, well, it depends. It depends. So I, I had my walking. horse in Trio of Towns, Story of Seasons, Trio of Towns, which is very good for getting me to and from the Trio of Towns. Um, but I liked the Royal White Stallion in okay. Breath of the Wild, which is a descendant of Princess Zelda's horse. I think I might go with that bad boy. Okay. How pretty is he? Very pretty. Very white. Like all white does, mane does and Does he fur. come when you call him? Abyssal horse would eat him know, for I breakfast. I don't know not use the horse a lot. Because he's the abyssal horse. How do you horse. spell that horse's name? I think, I don't know if it has an actual name. White think, horse from Zelda. Yeah, royal pretty white, white stallion. Pretty white horse stallion. from Zelda. Royal. I would say Epona, but you needed to be amiibo to get her, lol. Abyssal Whoa. horse. So good. I love it when it gets dark and it's just you oh, and the abyssal horse. I, in wanna, the desert. I want an honorable mention to it's not a horse, but the panzer hound in Wolfenstein. It's pretty oh, great. That's pretty good. Yeah. Was some of the most fun I've had in a video game. Yeah, the fire breathing. Oh my god, so excellent, good. so good. Also, the drakes in Shadow of War, middle or um, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shadow of War, Shadow, Shadow, of, War. Shadow of War. I don't yeah. know why I was going to say something else. Um, 
they were pretty awesome and I think really underrepresented. You mean you got to fucking ride dragons in that game? They're drakes. I know. I call them drakes. Dragons are different. I mean, but they're baby dragon. But like Alexa. But like it's like a baby dragon. Close, right? Right, but they're drakes. Are drakes and dragons like a whiskey and bourbon situation? (laughs) No. Are you sure? Yes. Okay. Because all the dragons are pretty much extinct. That's why Smaug is such a big deal. Drakes are like big. They're like the Komodo dragon, basically. So they're a reptile. Kind of. They all. So that would be. That's that's the analogy. Like a real dragon to like the Komodo dragon. They're like Wait, the Komodo the dragons of Middle Earth. We're having a nerd a nerd moment. What is the dra- <laughs> what is the dragon equivalent to? A dragon. Oh, so just not real. No fantasy. Yes, but Drakes life? could potentially be real. Yes, in Middle Earth. Yes, they're like they're. What about this Earth? <laughs> what Earth is this? <laughs> middle Middle Earth. Middle Earth. Next category. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Best Ooh. costume. Hail. Yeah, I knew this instantaneously, and that is Makoto's. Um, like persona outfit where she's mm-hmm. in this fucking badass like motorcycle gear mm-hmm. and like girl i want that outfit real bad <laughs> Andrea's face she's she's to... like how do i spell makoto <laughs> don't know it's sound okay. it out M-A-K-O-T-O. sound it out k-o-t-o that's what i did yay wait what kind of outfit what's it called it's a it's a her thief outfit shadow oh yeah her thief outfit yeah yeah oh thief outfit it's so cool. Brittany. And it has like a mini cape. I admittedly had not chosen. I was thinking something along the lines of Persona 5 as well. And I do like Makoto's the best, but I feel like that's kind of a cop out if I go with Makoto as well. What's that? Are you sure? I'm going to copy you. Yeah, Makoto. Good one. Like, I've never seen an alpha where I'm like, oh my God. Like, I actually thought, I'm like, can I make this? Because in, in the real world, yes. she's like prim, proper, and like, val- what was she like, super like up in the student yeah, body? Yeah, she's very much. And then in the, yeah, issues. the other realm, she's like a badass and like leather and. And oh. her persona is a motherfucking motorcycle. Yeah, that is pretty so cool. cool. Alexa Ray. Uh, so, fun fact, I actually went out earlier this year and bought the materials to make this costume, to make this cosplay, and then my life got busy. I think I'm going to pick it up again in January. Uh, I bought all the materials to make uh, 2B's outfit from Near Automata. Okay. Her her little... So it's a little black dress with a very big slit up the side and it ties. So it's open. So when she fights, it's got like a nice swishiness to it. And she's wearing... Uh, and it's, it's long sleeve and it has a nice little puff on the sleeve. And then it's open here uh, and covered in lace. So she's not like totally bearing a bunch of skin Does she have the blindfold she has the blindfold and the short white haircut okay. i actually considered cutting my hair that short this year like i love like i love that outfit i love the it's way really it looks nice. and she's got like the tall heels mm-hmm. and like the stuff so i, I bought the stuff to make it i just i have it i just have to make it. Do it i think i will maybe maybe i'll cosplay at a convention next year help me make makoto okay help we should just do the whole makoto. group i'll be on we can do it oh my god yeah let's do it um so one of the skins that I really like, um, so obviously I mentioned earlier um, that I've been playing a lot of Paragon. Um, this is a MOBA, so that means skins, skin, 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 skins. Um, and one that I, so one of the characters that I have a master in is Sparrow, who is a female archer, Carrie, and she is awesome. And as an, like a, 
like an homage to Horizon Zero Dawn, they made this Zekin Hunter skin that looks like Aloy's um, war paint from the Nora lands. Oh, cool. Which is really cool. So it's like this blue face paint um, with this kind of very tribal furs and they kind of made a more rustic looking bow and it was really cool and it's was really expensive at the time but it's like (laughs) it was like i was like obviously still very deep into horizon but so i really like that one but the costume that i'm going to go with for sure i just had to give that a shout out um was aloy's um weaver armor set that is pretty cool so if you never got this, there's a special armor set that you can earn in the game. And you can't earn it until you go through most of the campaign. Yeah, like almost the very end of it. Because what they don't really tell you is that there are specific power cells that you need to earn. But you can only get so many of them in the world. And then the rest you have to get inside the story missions. Um, and once you unlock it, though, it makes you like temporarily invincible. It's basically, it adds a shield to you. The shield can get knocked out. And then once the shield's knocked out, it takes away your health. Is it? Yes. yes. Oh, the shield cool. weaver it- armor. Damn. Um, so it's really cool. And even though it's technically not a full costume, um, what I really loved about it is that it had a very distinctive look in, in a lot of the costumes in that game had distinctive looks because they were based off the different tribes that you met across different regions. Yep. But this one was really unique in the sense that like it didn't really belong to a single tribe. It was its own thing. And that's what I really loved about it. Also, it wasn't just cosmetic. It had like a real gameplay value to it that made it worth going through all of the extra steps to get, to get it in the end. So, um, that's going to be my choice. Um, next. Funniest moment. Uh, my funniest moment came from Wolfenstein 2. It's when Sigrun, Sigrun, is that her name? Has it? Say yes. Her? And Set Roth. Um, it was one of the moments after you, you, uh, get Sigrun. And it's one of those things that you just kind of like stumble upon in the middle of their conversation. And they are just kind of like chatting and she's talking about how she has like this arranged marriage and Seth's like, yeah, 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 whatever, whatever. And then she starts singing and asking if he appreciated this certain German band. And then I was like, okay, this is sort of funny. And then I started walking away, but then I heard her continue to talk. And next thing you know, she's up and like belting and singing and dancing. I don't know if they did mocap for this game, but if they did probably probably it's you can just totally imagine the voice actors doing this and they carry this conversation on like longer than it needs to go but it's freaking hilarious and i'd be curious to know if it was ad-libbed it's really funny if you want to see it just like go to youtube and and type like seagrun and set dancing it makes me laugh really hard every time i see it that was the last a lot of really good funny oh yeah the chemistry between the characters so good i'm gonna go with a not it has nothing necessarily to do with the game but overcooked and when we were all oh playing it together <laughs> and specifically the moment we watched as, as a clip on stream um the other day where andrea only realized at the very end that she could dash and we all just <laughs> lost our shit and we just started laughing <laughs> so happened. hard you know it's really funny i was thinking about overcooked too and i think that very specific moment <laughs> pretty good it's just oh my so God. good like that's the hardest I've laughed after a video game in quite some time. <laughs> and great, and I did, I laughed a lot in Wolfenstein too, but I wasn't yeah. crying laughing. Yeah. So Brit's 
was I think I'm gonna have to look up the name spelling it. Sigund in Wolfenstein. I think it's S I G R U N D or U N. No D. Yes. Steimer is over anything overcooked with Andrea. Fucking up and overcooked. Um, Alexa Ray, you fucking up and overcooked. Perfect. Um, there was. Just think of like some like laugh out loud moments in games this year. I mean, so many of the games that we that we played were like so serious this year. Yeah, it was a very serious year, yeah, for serious video games. But I do think, like, I think Wolfenstein had a really nice balance of serious and really weird dark shit, and then also really humorous moments. Yeah, yeah. Um, I will say some of the for me, um, there was some really great comedic moments from Failsafe in Destiny 2. Yes, she who, was great. Who was like kind of like a GLaDOS oh, yeah. sister robot. Um, obviously, no one's going to touch GLaDOS as a character. She's like an iconic, like like top character of all time in video games. But like Failsafe had these moments that really kind of like smacked of that in a really fun way. I definitely chuckled at some of that dialogue. Yeah, yeah. Like some of the things that she says, even when you go up to her as like a vendor in the world after you def- like go through her quest line, um, was really great. So I think that's what I'm 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 gonna go with um, with failsafe. Um, next is best romance. La 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 la. I'm going again with Jal because you he takes you to his room and he shows you like his childhood things in there including the remains of a pet that he took apart because he wanted to learn from that pet and he was just such an innocent cute romance and uh he was standoffish at first but once you kind of like break through that barrier befriend him he's like oh blah 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 come meet my family and then his like mom embarrasses him and like i say takes you to his childhood bedroom it's just like kind of cute that was a good romance it's a very human element at that at that moment and gara they're part human kind of no no no. <laughs> um, I haven't I haven't finished this romance yet, but I am gonna go with Makoto because she's number one waifu to me in Persona Five. Cause she the best. Did she? So for this you, category, I thought we were doing best romance between characters. They are between characters. Okay. So like you as a so main character, so romance. You can romance a number you, of women. It's you, the player, and you, Makoto. the player, and Makoto. Okay. Major, that's all. I'm just trying to understand. Okay. Uh, Alexa Ray? None because my heart is dead. No! Come on! No, you know what? You know like, what? Video game romance is the only thing I'm good at. What? What about Takumi? So pick one. What? Takumi? 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 That was last year, and he also died terribly in his game. Anyway. What about anything in Persona? Uh, I don't know. I don't think, I don't think I'm, I don't know. Because, like, I was going to pick Bayek and, Bayek and Aya, but, like, I kind of see where that is going, where that relationship is going, and it's not really, like, it's not a romance that's going too well, well but, like, it's the best portrayed romance. They also have a very unique relationship in the sense that they trust each other to go off and do their separate missions. They don't need to be, like, hand-holdy all the time. Right, which I appreciate. So it's not, like, super romantic. It's more of, like, a real, like, adult kind of love. Like It's, it's I, a great, yeah, it's a great portrayal of, like, yeah. an adult relationship. Like, real relationship. Yeah. yeah. Relationship. Relationship. <laughs> relationship. Okay, fine. Is that who you want to go with? Yeah. Okay. Bye. Relationship. And. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why we needed to say it in a grandpa voice, but. 
Sometimes things don't understand in grandpa voice. Um, I'm going to go with Anya and BJ in Wolfenstein Mm. 2. Except I don't like how he doesn't tell her for a long time what's going on with him. Yeah, when he's that's like, not great. When he tries to be, he's like, oh, I'm going to protect her. I, she doesn't need to know this. Mike, you should tell her. You don't have to like it. I, I, the thing that I like about it and like about their relationship is that they're in this era where still women are going through this power struggle of like, can I take leadership roles? Can I be in combat on the front lines, like making a difference? Right. But like, She's just such a badass in the sense that she's like she really pregnant is. with twins. She's in the fight. There's a really crazy, violent moment like late oh in the God, game. That, that was, that was awesome. awesome. I was, that, I like, smiled so hard. I that was like just blows like, your fucking mind. Yeah. And then you've got this guy who's like, I've got kids on the way. Things matter now. This matters. Like, and he has every reason to like give up and he doesn't. And it's because he loves her so much and he loves the idea of their family and the future that they have and that that future is worth fighting for. Mm -hmm. And that to me is inspiring and romantic. God damn. You're like convincing me to change my (laughs) vote. Like, yeah, I I don't, I don't like the, the way he, he hesitates on because i'm like just tell me just tell me all your shit like let's just be but what i appreciated together. about that but, was that he wasn't really able to keep it a secret like it eventually just like came to light sure and i was like okay good you didn't go down that like the total path of, you got yeah, it yeah 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 that was a very very strong romance for sure indeed mm. best dlc 2017 abyssal horse <laughs> okay i'm just kidding i'm not i'm not picking that pick the abyssal horse no i'm picking frozen wilds Okay. Because it's more Horizon. And who doesn't want more Horizon? <laughs> the Frozen Wilds. Uh, that was also very, very excellent DLC. I have a feeling that my best DLC I haven't played yet. That's either Not a Hero, Resident Evil 7, which I highly doubt will be my best DLC. Or Episode Ignis, which I have not played yet either. I'm going with Episode Ignis because I like straight up sobbed. Yeah. Like, good job. Good job. I don't know, Brittany, if I can get I'll let you get away with Picking something you haven't played no, yet. No, no, I was going to say episode prompto, because that is one I have played. Okay. Episode prompto. Promptolius. Promptolius. This is tough, um, especially with, like, games as live service. It's kind of hard to tell, like, what would be considered DLC if it's just, like, a patch update. But... Rub your beard some more. <laughs> Since you asked me so nicely. Um, dang it. This was fucking hard. Um, I think I'm going to go with the Frozen Wilds as well. And it's because I didn't have immediate complaints with this DLC. I, I hate that we're in an era where that's a thing. But I was immediately impressed by it. I was impressed by how amazing the cutscenes looked, the animation looked, how deep they went into the lore of this one tribe, how well tied back to the main narrative of the whole game and it felt like meaty and substantial without feeling overwhelming so i'm going frozen wilds as well and didn't that dlc also confirm horizon as your game of the year horizon was my game of the year before that DLC. no but i feel like there was like a couple other games that were kind of like putting you on the fence i can't remember what they were yeah mario was on the horizon for me no pun intended um as (laughs) like as like a potential Mm -hmm. um and i also was like considering um breath of the wild as a potential um but yeah no 
Horizon definitely cemented for me. Yeah. Um, next category is an interesting one since the technology in games has made this possible. Best screenshot in a video game. Not an individual shot that you took, but a game that utilized photo mode the best so that you wanted to take screenshots and post them on social media or share them with your friends. This has been something that games have been really doing well with in the last couple of years. So I personally have never actually used any photo mode in any video game. But based on what I have seen on my Twitter feeds, (laughs) the Twitter feeds, the Twitter feeds, the, the shots I was most impressed by came from Uncharted Lost Legacy. Because there was just a really cool moment, and I was like, "How did they do this?" And I actually was really confused in certain parts. So there was one like Chloe's like doing yoga on like a statue head over like in a sunset. Mo- I'm like, "What the fuck?" When, what? Um, so I think that there was just some really cool stuff that came out of that. I too do not use that feature. Um, I did dabble in with it with Uncharted: Lost Legacy. Um, now. Does Assassin's Creed Origins have? Yes, okay. yes, because absolutely. That was the first game I played on my Xbox One X. I had the HDR and the 4K TV, and I remember just being absolutely blown away. But I did not take any photos of it. And then in Breath of the Wild, I think it took maybe like two or three. Um, what about a game that like inspired you to take screenshots? Super Mario Odyssey for me, because uh, there was a doggo that I really wanted to get photos of. <laughs> And also, I, like, would manipulate the shadows and things to make it look really inappropriate and strange. I love you, Alexa. There was a part in Uncharted Lost Legacy where you, like, come across, like, this epic, like, landscape in front of you. And I was so blown away by it that I did take a screenshot. So I'd have to say Uncharted Lost Legacy. There was also, like, a – it wasn't really the screenshot mode, but you do take photos as Chloe with your phone at certain points. Interesting. Mm -hmm. For me, without question, was Horizon Zero Dawn. Never in a video game have I ever stopped to take so many photos in photo mode and just like, just didn't actually go through with saving them because I could not do the scene justice. Because like the shots I was lining up just were not good enough for how amazing the art and the animation in that game is. Fucking breathtaking, particularly in HDR and a 4K TV with a PlayStation Pro. It looks like, it's like, it's, it's beautiful. Like jaw-dropping. It. Gorgeous. I'm going to show it to you tonight. Um, so, like, it's amazing. Um, so that game for me, like, without question. But I really do love how so many games now are incorporating photo mode into, into the game to really let people get creative. Um, next up, best NPC. Are you going to pick Peeper? I'm going to pick Peeper. So Peeper is a chick. Like, a literal chick. And Divinity Original Sin 2. And it's, like, a bizarre quest where you as a as you roll your character you get to give them certain talents i gave my one of my characters pet pal which allows you to talk to the care to any animal character so as you're wandering along rivalon you come across like a uh, a bunch of hens and they're all panicked and you have pet pal you talk to one of the hens particularly big marge and she's like our eggs have been stolen go find our eggs and i'm like anything for you mrs chicken so you go about five minutes north and you find a whole bunch of eggs that are cracked and done for except for there's one but it happens to be void tainted now think of the void as like evil so you bring it back to the chickens and they're like thank you for this one egg life is good and then you leave then several hours later you can come back and revisit and it turns out that chick has hatched into a void chicken a void chick and destroyed and killed all the other chickens and it looks at you and it has taken kindly to you and it calls you mama and then you have to use something called chicken speaks if you have pet pal 
And then you have to use something called spirit vision. And then you see the ghost of Big Marge. And she's like, find Peeper's dad. And then at that point, you're supposed to find Peeper's dad, turn him in. And then he ends up trying to kill everyone anyway because he's possessed. Well, so, so Peeper is possessed. He, he, kind not possessed. He's more tainted with evil. He attracts other evil entities because he is void tainted. So at that point, you're supposed to take him to meet his father. However, I did not have spirit vision, so I did not know that was what I was supposed to do. So I took him with me for about 10 hours of questing. And he just hangs around with you. But if he, he's a one-hit kill. So during your battles, if he gets hit once, he will die instantly. And I restart. Goodbye forever, peepers. Right. And I didn't know what to do with him yet because I didn't have the proper techniques to learn what to do with this chicken. So I kept restarting every battle again and again. To and save peeper. To save peeper. And Jason got very, very frustrated with me to one point where he actually rage quit because I we could not save this fucking chicken who has the IQ of, of, of a pebble. So um, we I got really, really attached to this chicken. So Peeper is my favorite NPC. I spent about 10 hours with him. Peeper. And I finally... Peeper. Peeper. The Ballad of Peeper. And then yeah, by that time, his loot was so worthless, it wasn't, wasn't even worth it, but that's fine. Christ. Divinity friends know what I'm talking about. What? Holler. Holler. My favorite NPC, which if you guys don't know, is non-playable character of the year is without question Cade Six from Destiny 2. Mm-hmm. Oh, so he was yeah. heavily featured in a lot of the campaign advertisements He's leading up to Destiny lead. 2. He was played a great role for me as a hunter. He was my vanguard in Destiny. And he just like, Nathan Fillion is the voice actor who plays him. He's just like such a fun character who I wish had a bigger role. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of really great character development that, that is beginning to happen in the, in the lore of Destiny. Um, but he in particular is just like this really fun exo character who is like this badass hunter and who is shown using the gunslinger in, in one of the missions. And I just, I just really love anytime I get to interact with him. He says like the weirdest like shit and you like go collect his stash, his chests around the world. You have his odds and ends and he's just such a fun character to interact with. And I really hope that he gets his own major quest line in a future expansion. Nathan Fillion is the best. He's so great. You go, Alexa, because I'm not sure yet. <laughs> Inside on because he believes in me. Oh my God. No! <laughs> No shark man. He believes in me. Shark man. He knows I can do it. What about the girl who's in love with you? She also believes in you. No. Prince Adon believes in me. But he believes in me. But he believes in me. (laughs) That's all I need. (laughs) Okay. Oh my god. Oh my god. Um for me, I think a lot of my favorite characters of the year that you can't play because uh, as I was going through, I was like, wait, no, you can technically play as them in like battles. Um, you would be probably a decent amount. I was, it's cheating. I, I need to pick one, but Wolfenstein, I thought had like so many great characters in Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Um, and the only one you can play is BJ. So <laughs> good old Beej. Everybody other than him. Everybody. Everybody. I'm going to go with cast of Wolfenstein too. Wolfenstein too. Fucking amazing. You did I'll it. go with Anya because she's, mm incredible and i wish that i was as cool as she is oh yeah Aww. um steimer very accurately texted me to be like we forgot to take a break um so here's the thing we only have a couple of categories left so i think we just we keep, just roll with it roll on, roll on. just keep going ladies and gentlemen no breaks this week keep this going special episode anyway hold it in next episode excuse me <laughs> next category 
best LFG game. Now, LFG is looking for group. I submitted this as a category because I have really gotten into multiplayer games and I think that there's specific games that are being designed around multiplayer experiences and building community and meeting friends online. The whole idea behind this category is what game did you have fun intentionally playing with other people online? Not like I'm playing by myself and then I'm being match made with random people, but like I partied up with people I know or with members of our What's Good Games community and like I had a great time playing online with a group and for me that game most certainly was destiny 2 um had a great time playing this game with not only members of the community but like people that i played with steimer and i played a lot of this game um um me and 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 salmons don't die who was in my destiny clan from like way back when um played this game and and just like i've met new industry people playing this game and it's just one of those games that i think a lot of people were online playing at the same time and it just lends itself to like getting into a fire team and having a really great time and being able to kind of goof around and do strikes. And it's not super serious. Obviously like when you're raiding or whatever, like you don't want to like fuck around too much, no. <laughs> but um, it was, it was really fun and I had a, a really great time playing this game. You know, I don't think I played any games where I played with strangers. Because every time we sent you invites, you were like not responding. You I know. know we tried to play destiny with you and you rejected us. I did not reject you. You did. I just didn't have my phone on me. I don't like playing multiplayer games, but because I Comments? hate people. Uh, no, Friday the 13th. <gasps> oh, that's just oh. a good pick. Yeah, that's a great pick. Oh, I'm instantly regretting my That choice. was a lot of fun. That was a lot that was of fucking fun. Super fun. I liked being Jason, even though I was very bad at it. Jason, no, you weren't. But I was kind was of a, bad at being really, Jason. That was a, that was a fun game. Yeah. Um, I obviously had a wonderful time playing Destiny 2 with you. Uh, even though it technically, I didn't, I haven't played the, oh, the expansion that came out this year. Earlier in the year, I did play more of Guild Wars 2. Mm. And I just adore the community in that game. I adore the groups in that game. So I'm going to go Guild Wars, not technically Path of Fire, but that did come out this year. But I haven't gotten a chance to play that. No right. Pokemon Go for you? You didn't raid in Pokemon at all? Yeah, you I, did. I, you know you texted I'll me pop- about it. No, I, ha- I didn't. I never said I did it. Just sit there, look pretty. I, uh, <laughs> oh my gosh, these noises, Timer. Um, yeah, I guess you can count Pokemon Go. We failed, but I still have fond love for those who tried to catch a Charizard and all of the other ones with me. Uh, yeah, Charizard. I tried a Moltres. No, I tried to get a Moltres. I tried to get a Charizard at one point. Charizard is a legendary. No, no, no. It, no. Was, it was a non-legendary spawn. Oh, 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 okay. Yeah. Oh, what? Like Pokemon Go. Confused dog. Yeah. <laughs> Um, most emotionally devastating moment. Oh, God. So this one's a hard one to talk about because it almost inevitably will have us talk about spoilers. Yes. So we're going to, one, put a spoiler warning out, but two, also do our best not to spoil it too hard. (laughs) Unless it was a game that came out in Q1, then you're kind of off the table. But like if it's a game that's come out like Q4, I would say just tread as carefully as you can. Is is that a fair rule? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, This is tough. Does anybody have theirs ready right away? Yes. Literally all of what remains of Edith Finch. Uh, Mm. I had to, at multiple points, get up and actually like put the controller down and walk into another room or go outside and just like, 
like I can't imagine how hard it was for these people to like put some of these together. It was just like that whole game. I was so fucking sad. I couldn't do anything for like hours after I finished it. The baby part was the baby. Ooh. The baby made me really upset. The the um and the boy the cannery. The cannery. the cannery the cannery was the one that stuck with me the most for sure, and especially yeah. because of the way they did the gameplay, and you mm-hmm. just really felt Ugh. like you're like all right with this hand I'm doing this with this hand we're going over here, and then. Yeah, the way it ties all together, I was just like, whoa. And I didn't really see that, like, as, like, the end result of that. Yeah. I mean, like, you kind of get a hint that, like, you know, something's going to happen. But I was kind of holding out hope that that, that wasn't going to be it. Yeah. You know? um, that was really tough. Um, I thought there were also, like, a lot of tough moments in Life is Strange Before the Storm. Um particularly knowing like episode three and how it leads into like episode one of the original series, like really how it leads into episode five of the original series. We're going to cut right to the chase there. But like that whole arc is like really gut wrenching in the sense that like you get to see this amazing friendship build and then know that like it doesn't end the way that you want it to, that there is no fairy tale for them. And that that's really hard. It's like it it's been, hard to reckon with. It's, yeah, it's definitely been difficult for me to play that game because you you just know how it's like when you know how it is. Yeah. And seeing Rachel talk about her hopes and dreams, I know. And knowing, and you're like, oh God. no. For me, it would be the opening of Wolfenstein Two. Um, there's a part where you are BJ as a young child. And your father is there, your mother is there. There's oh, a very, no, I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah, there's a very uh, intense scene with a dog that I, I won't say anymore. But um, you know, as a as, you know, we all have our pets, and I have a dog, and it's it was I was just crying. Like I wasn't trying; I was trying to keep it together. It wasn't full on sobbing like it was at the end of Final Fantasy 15, but I was definitely the tears were a rolling hard, and that was really shitty. I'm looking at the list of games I played this year. I don't know that I've cried in any of them or during well, any of them. But um aside from the things we've already mentioned, and I'm, I'll try and keep this like as vague as possible. Uh when you learn more about Bayek and like why he's doing the things he is doing. Mm-hmm. I was surprised mm-hmm. that I cared because as most of you know, you're made of stone. I am made of stone. <laughs> Right. Um, but I did, I definitely had a, oh, no. Yeah, that was tough. Sort of a moment with that, which I wasn't expecting to have because a similar thing has been tried in other video games to pull your heartstrings in those ways and it has failed for me mm. personally. Mm-hmm. And in this one, I actually felt something, which there was a, there was a little tap on that cold stone heart of mine. <laughs> you're cra- you're, you cracked a little bit. A little, a little torch a little was bit, lit to it. It heated up the, the stone heart. Um, there was also like there's a moment in that game as part of the main quest line that also like I, I'm not gonna give away because it's like it's fucking like kind of a gut punch that involves a character and their family and how Bayek is involved and it like it takes you to a place that I didn't think they were gonna go and I actually had like one of these moments that Alexa's talking about where she like puts the controller down and has to like walk away for a second. Like it was the first time in a like I don't have those moments in games like hardly ever. Mm-hmm. And I had a moment where I almost like tweeted about it. 
And I know that sounds like a weird barometer to be like, it affected me so much that I was going to tweet about it. <laughs> um, but like that so much so that I needed to like put my controller down and think about mm-hmm. how I felt and put it into words to see if anybody else felt it, but I couldn't tweet about it because it would have been like a gigantic spoiler. Yeah. So I obviously didn't. Right. But I was like, I can't believe they made this choice. Mm-hmm. And like, it was a really like crazy choice, but still, I'm still going to stick with my guns. Um, okay. So now we're getting to the end here. Um, I had mentioned that we had kind of conflicting categories but I'm gonna go forward with it and we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna work it out live. <laughs> so we picked most emotionally devastating moment, but we also picked a category called most agonizing choice. Mm-hmm. So I think that they're different because to me, a most emotionally devastating moment is out of your control. Right. And you have no agency, but probably happens in a cutscene and you have nothing to do with it. It just happens and you're like, holy mm-hmm. shit, that happened. Yep. Most agonizing moment or most agonizing choice, they kind of put the control in your hands. Maybe you don't have true player choice. Maybe there's an illusion of choice or maybe there's an actual choice. Maybe there's like an A and B variant and you pick one. So I'm going to let you ladies decide if you want it to be something that's a true choice or a modified choice for your pick for this year. Mine was in Life is Strange Before the Storm where you have to decide either to stay with Mikey or Drew, Drew, or give Damon the money, um, and that was tricky because you know why they have that money there. Um, it's for you know a very like good-hearted reason, but mm-hmm. you also know that that uh, Drew has a very bright future ahead of him in terms of scholarship and football and all that kind of crap. So that was a really really tough one to make. I sat there for a little bit and contemplated that one. Yeah, that was going to be mine too. Really hard. Yeah. What was hard for you about it, Alexa Ray? It was hard and sad. And you knew that either way, someone was going to get hurt and someone was going to be changed irreparably, probably. So, like, do you sacrifice the kid or do you sacrifice the guy who's a little bit older who has a lot to lose, but also, like, a child? Like, is that worth it? Like, too much to think about. A lot to think about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Steimer? I, I Come back. You, okay. You go. Um, so there's a lot happening. Like I, I do want to give a brief mention to Prey, um, the game that Bethesda published back in May. There were some choices that you make in that game. And that game has some really interesting gameplay mechanics involved around choice that don't seem overtly obvious. But as you make choices throughout that game, they do end up affecting your overall gameplay, which I thought was really interesting. They did it not like in your face. They kind of did it like behind the scenes in a way that you probably wouldn't notice unless they actually told you, hey, these choices actually affect your gameplay. Because it's not like Mass Effect Andromeda where like you make very specific choices that will affect your gameplay. It's crazy to me how we as like all major Mass Effect fans – have not brought that game really into any of these choices for these awards at all. And that to me is kind of sad. Yep. Um, but, um, y'all got some honorable mentions. Good he job, did. Whoever wrote it. He him. did. Absolutely. Um, but the thing I think I'm going to go with, and it feels brief in the moment, but really impacts the rest of your game. But also like in that brief moment was like, Oh my gosh, like how do I make this call? is the choice you make at the very beginning of Wolfenstein 2. 
So there's a section there where there's two characters and you essentially have to choose a character to really be part of your story. And then the fate of the other one is pretty gruesome. And like making that choice in the moment um, was tough. Obviously you make, you make a similar choice um, to be vague about it <laughs> in <laughs> Wolfenstein, the new order. Um, but having to make a choice like that again in Wolfenstein two was, I was like, don't why, why <laughs> this is, I don't, I don't want to do that. You know? And it, that to me was a really tough thing. And like telltale used to really succeed at that. And I feel like, you know, they've kind of gotten away from some of these really agonizing choices and maybe in walking dead, the final season, or maybe in wolf among us, we'll get back to some of these really crazy, like juxtapositions of like, how do I pick? And Mass Effect also did that really well, but I don't, there was a problem with that is I don't, honest to God, remember any of the things like that's how, yeah, like I don't, I don't think any of them really made that much of an impact on me because I'm like, I don't remember. But you can think of dozens from the trilogy. Yeah, exactly. Like there's no, there was no Corian versus Geth moment for me where I was like, oh my God, who do I, what's going on? Yeah. Um, I don't remember any of those. I'm going to go with a very more lighthearted answer. And my agony this year, for the most part, was who do I pick in Dream Daddy? Oh boy, <laughs> I'm into Ooh, which, I'm into it. Which dad do I dad, Mance? And you picked me, right? <laughs> no, oh. see, uh, so I just banged you, right? Well, we are not. We can't have a romance because I banged you too early. Uh, mm. Ah, yes, yes. Um, so sense. I had to go with one of the other dads, and right now I'm going for Victorian vampireish dad. Nice. Mm. Good yeah. choice. But I really like that game a lot. You did have fun with it. And people really enjoyed watching you play that. Because I do Bat, Bat Dad. Dad. Voice. That was so fun. Let's go. <laughs> That's my weird Bat Dad voice. No, it's an amazing so Bat Dad So many Dad video voice. games. I'm a little sad that I didn't get to mention Hellblade for any of these, but that's good. Me too. I, just, I'm not, I need to play more of it. Yeah. But. Okay. I'm looking back here, making sure I didn't forget anything. I think we I think we're good because we've almost hit 90 minutes. We have. So, to round this out, do we want to pick our own personal game of the year for 2017? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Rock Brittany, you start. I'm going to start actually to make it brief so you guys can talk longer because Brittany has already thrown me into the oh, bus once we're talking. I'm never going to live that down. You're not. No. No more jokes. I obviously am picking Horizon Zero Dawn for a variety of reasons, which I've displayed over several episodes of our podcast. It needs no further explanation for me. Uh, Brittany Brombacher. Divinity Original Sin 2. I've talked about this again multiple times on the podcast and also needs no more further explanation from me. Yeah, I guess we're going to be real short with these um, because mine's also Horizon Zero Dawn because it's the only game that grabbed me by the eyeballs <laughs> and was like, you will play me forever. I'm trying to imagine like physically grabbing you by the eyeballs. Like what would that look like? Nothing good. No. But um, it just gripped me in a way that a lot, that games have not in quite some time. And sometimes you miss that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too, Horizon. Bye. <gasps> Yay! Yeah, this makes me so happy. And you haven't even gotten to the end yet. Just wait. It gets better. I'm like, I'm like seven eighths of the way through. Seven eighths. Very specific. It's so good. Brittany, we fully welcome you to change your choice once you finish. 
<laughs> Noted. Um, and I am looking forward to trying out um, Divinity Original Sin. Um, the way you've talked about it certainly makes it sound like a game that we need to spend some some time with. I heard nothing but wonderful things about the original game. Um, clearly, like, would love to see a port come to console. Um, so it's I could coming. play uh, with my controller on my couch. Um, do they have controller support on the PC version? They do, and that's how we played it. Uh, that makes sense. Um, I would have to play it out here in the studio, which is not the funnest way to play games. No. But unless you guys are here, and that's yeah. different. Then we play and then games. we're playing Overcooked and burning things. Yelling. <laughs> um, <laughs> we did it. Um, but 2017 has been an amazing year for games, as we have mentioned. Um, I would like to say that I think a, a category I was thinking that we could add for next year maybe is the game maybe like the dark horse game award or mm. something that recognizes a game that you really liked that like didn't get enough love, which is totally Hellblade. Yeah. For me for this year. Yeah. If that's what it is. Well, yeah. But like, I think that game got a lot of love this year. Awards, at the game awards, love, but, but like not, not from like, not from uh, like general public. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. I guess. Well, do you want to add it now? Let's yes. do it. Hellblade. Hellblade. I, I want to Hellblade. say Hellblade for something because I just, I really like that game. I think it's really special. So what are we? It call, is very what special. Are we call, we're workshopping this on the fly, ladies and gentlemen. What are we calling this award? The, the dark, dark horsey. Is good. The yeah. dark, dark horsey award. <laughs> the dark horsey. Okay, Steimer, Hellblade, Senua Sacrifice. Um, Brittany, I am drawing a blank here. I'm trying to think. Well, let me go over some big titles for video games in 2017. Really we got like two minutes. Fire. We got a minute and a half. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ten minutes to walk. We've got um, Resident Evil 7, Call of Duty World War II, PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds, Wolfenstein, Cuphead, Near Autonoma, Injustice 2, Star Wars Battlefront, Prey, South Park, The Fractured But Whole, Uncharted Lost Legacy, Neo, FIFA, For Honor, Mario Plus Rabbids, Mass Effect Andromeda, Middle Earth, Shadow Brittany, War, Tom Clancy's Girls. No, no, I mean like all these games. <laughs> seven, <laughs> What Remains of Edith Finch, The Evil Within oh 2, God, Night in the something. Woods, Gravity Rush, Mario Kart, Get Calm down, Simer. Grand Turismo, Splatoon 2, Ukulele, Arms, Hellblade, Halo Wars 2, Torment, Ties of Numeria, Sonic, Mania, Dishonored, Death of the Outsider, Rhyme, NBA 2K18, Little Nightmares, Madden NFL, Thimbleweed, Divinity, Thimbleweed, Simer? One, two, switch. All right, this is weird. You should have said Thimbleweed. You should have said Thimbleweed. I mean, I feel like all the games I enjoy, a lot of other people enjoy it. I mean, I would say I think Divinity didn't get the recognition it deserved. It has sold a million copies, but... Um, you know, I think it should have gotten more. As much as I love Hellblade, I'm going to switch it to Thimbleweed. Okay. Because you said Hellblade, so I'm going to count it as it's been, <laughs> it's been accounted for here on this panel. <laughs> Thimbleweed. You got 15 seconds. Wait, so who are you saying, Brett? Divinity. Divinity. Wait. Well, no, but you gave that a bunch of, a, a bunch of recognition. I did, but I feel like the industry as a whole didn't give it the recognition it deserved. Did not win one goddamn award. We, we made, made it. Fucking Horizon Zero Dawn. I know. Horizon Zero saying. Awards. And that's a wrap on 2017. Thanks, Ta-da. everyone, for joining us for this rousing... Minus Prey, by the way. Prey. Uh, if you haven't played it, you should play it. Play um, it. Yes, yeah, so... <laughs> Alexa's like, we're done! Um, 
here's the thing. (laughs) Let us know what you guys thought about our categories. Um, if you agree with some of our picks, if you had picks that you were like, I can't believe you didn't pick this one. Uh, we want to hear from you guys. We love that you're part of our community and that you interact with us and leave us lots of fun comments and tweet to us. Um, we look forward to having a fantastic 2018 with you again. If you want to get involved, patreon.com slash what's good games, what's good games.com. What's good underscore games on Twitter. You can find us at facebook.com slash what's good games and youtube.com slash what's good games and a variety of other places as well um i'd want to give a giant thank you to Brittany brombacher for managing our social media accounts this uh, year thank you it is not an easy job it is a 100 percent taxing all the time every day all day kind of job and you have done a wonderful job doing it. And I just need to give you some shout out and recognition because Yay, any best. community manager out there knows that that is not a fucking easy task and you Thank killed you. it. So our community makes it easy and worth it. Yes, indeed. Um, so I love you guys. I love you guys. We're going to have a great year next year. Have a fantastic new year. Bye everybody. Bye.